Welcome back to another episode of Weebology, everyone. What's good? I'm Ethan. I'm Ricky, and this is a very homework-centric episode. Ethan, you got anything to mention about that? or? Yeah, so uh, I just got a quick bone to pick, actually, uh, with, uh, with, with me. Oh, yeah. With me? Okay. A, a quick little bone to pick with myself. We'll so last episode, we did the over-underrated for Jiraiya. Yeah, of course. And uh, I didn't let you do any rebuttals to my rebuttals. I would. I mean, I would have burned you alive. I, I think yeah, for so, your own safety, you didn't let that happen. Look, I mean, I'm out here just capturing souls, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't allow you to respond. No, I, I understand. I couldn't do it, man. We're going to we're going to tweak the format. Yeah, so moving on. Just kidding, just kidding, just <laughs> kidding. Man, this teams me, man. That seems me so much that we're gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna give these kids homework. I'm gonna give our fans and, and students homework. Oh yeah. Yeah. So in this episode, we're gonna give you our Netflix recommendations that you gotta go watch. The ones that we know are juicy, spicy, and ready for your consumption. And then we're gonna talk about our homework. We're gonna talk about the 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 response to the pitch or ditch. That we gave each other. Right. I don't even recall what episode that was in, but I think it was something like three-ish. Three, four, five, three? One of those. Thrive. It was... It Anyways, was... during our first Perch and Ditch, we talked about, you know, I suggested uh, Great Teacher Onizaka. And I suggested Dimension W for Ethan. And we're going to talk about what our thoughts were about what we were pitched and whether we'd pitch it or ditch it. Exactly. But before we get into that, we're going to get into the Netflix recommendations. Now, we had mentioned that we did do this in a lost episode that RoboPat burnt and corrupted in- internally in his right. hard drives. We, that was a <laughs> that air, uh, 404 error. He 404 would hard, and he just threw his hands up and went, beep, boop, it's gone. Sorry. <laughs> Godzo. <laughs> Godzo. So we decided to re- we kind of – you, Ethan, had a really good way to revise, kind of retouch. A little refresh. Yeah. How'd you feel? What you, would you want us to do this time? So I, what I wanted to do was uh, kind of like look at the entire list of Netflix original animes mm-hmm. and rack and stack those sons of guns Ooh. and then put up our top five against each other. Hell so potentially we could have the same top five, slightly different top five. More realistically, we'll have very similar top five, but in different orders, and possibly a miscellaneous um, little, you know, little demon hiding out in the middle. Oh, I like the way you said that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, so we're gonna we're gonna jump into it, Ethan. Given that you went first in the Jiraiya, I think it's only fair that I start this particular list. Okay, feel free. Okay. So we're going to start at the bottom. We're going to start at number, our number fives, and we're going to see if we match. And if we don't, we'll see what uh, we'll see what we actually have in those. And if it's the first time that we have mentioned a show, we will be the ones to give the synopsis. Yes. So, and then we'll give uh, maybe a little review and kind of sell you guys on it and, and tell you why exactly it was our – why it even belongs in our list in the first place and maybe why we differ. So my number five, Devilman Crybaby, early 2018 classic. It is so out there. Now, I will I will mention it. it is Not lo- even on my list. I, I, I understand. <laughs> and, I, and we did talk about what our number fives were because we knew that'd be different. But I, I think this one is not for the, the the anime noob. This is not for our, our younger students. This is definitely for our more a- advanced more students. More seasoned. It is, it is a little freaky in both story and animation i'll give you a little bit of both you already know it's gonna be a problem when he says freaky and so it's a general synopsis let's get a general synopsis so we got our we got our boy akira fudo who he in the beginning he just wants to live a normal life you know like just basically slaying chicks and making those bricks that's what he wants to do with his life so really easy stuff and then out of nowhere his old friend rio comes in and says dude bro demons follow me so one, Akira, without questioning anything, decides to follow him to a demon nightclub. A lot of sex, a lot of violence, and then um, the crux of the show begins, and he gets consumed by a demon but does not lose his sanity. They meld, become one, and he becomes Devilman. He becomes a demon of the highest caliber, yet still with human reason, and he kind of Is works his way. Is that why he's a crybaby? He's a little bit of a crybaby. He just, in general, <laughs> him as a boy, he is a crybaby, so... Why? Why did I like this? I mean, did you? Did you? Have you seen this one, Ethan? So it's CGI. So I basically it is absolutely not CGI. Is it not? No. So I will tell you, it is animated. 
Oh wait, Bye. that's that's Cyborg zero zero nine. That's yeah, CGI. that's got a lot of new yeah newer ages of, of CGI. But fair enough. Trippy animation, all drawn by hand by Masakai Urasaya, who did ping pong the animation, who did uh, a little bit. He did a scene of Mob Mob Psycho one hundred. He does those really weird abstract, um, kind of off model animations and that's so my bag i love it it is just so trippy it is so out there so i'll pick it up and watch it if if it's not cgi oh no it's it's all hand-drawn for sure okay, there's not fine. a lick there's there's there I think there might be i don't think there is a scene maybe the last scene is cgi just give the sheer scale but i'm not gonna give anything away but why i like it is because it really dives into some cool themes about who is the real monsters the demons or the humans there's a lot of sex and violence the the fan service in that regard is one of the few shows that feels well placed. There is it's it is fan oh, it is fan service. Netflix is like, we can do animated like Japanese shows now. Let's just crank it to eleven. And yeah. they do, they really do. But I mean it never felt so like you never threw your hands up like, come on. Come, come on. on yeah. Come on. You know there's no need for tits here. Come on. That that panty shot was unnecessary. Not all felt it all felt well placed. It all felt pretty classy. So what was your what was your number five? So my number five, and this was a semi-tough decision. Okay. Because there's actually, like, I think a fair a fair amount of honorable mentions that could easily be my number five. This is just one of the more recent shows that I watched. Okay. I don't know if that if you've noticed that, but in my, like, top five, top ten, whatever, the shows I've more recently watched, you know, kind of bubble up to the higher yeah, numbers. they're fresher. Right. I, I understand that. Or shows that have, like, nostalgic... Okay. You know, that kind of thing. Right, Anyhow, right, right. so this one is Sirius the Jaeger. Okay. So when it came up on Netflix, I saw it and, like, like Sirius is obviously, like, a, like a dog. I think it's literally the star is called, like, the black dog or something like that. Like, this, the dog star. Yeah, he's got a sweet radio platform. It's crazy. Like, that dog just has – he gives everyone. He goes to the stars. Yeah, Sirius he radio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that dog just does everything. Stars, radio, everything. So yeah, Sirius cool. Black, that whole – you know. The that, whole that thing, thing. The whole thing. No, I mean, so I kind of assumed it was kind of werewolf-related. And then Jaeger, I think, is – I don't know if it's German for, like, Strike Force or something like that. It's but for It's for hangover juice. Well, I'm just saying it's. it seems to <laughs> – <laughs> hangover creator you mean hangover cream mm. <laughs> anywho so i think i don't know if you ever watched zoids did you watch zoids way back in the day i have i know of zoids and there's never i was more so of a, watch zoids <laughs> okay i was more of a beetleborgs power ranger guy you know <laughs> oh yeah anyway in fact knock off power rangers so all the cool all the cool jaegers uh, oh, okay, like big, yeah, yeah. Like kind of mech scenario, or like, or... Uh, yeah, 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 okay. like Pacific Rim type. Joke. There it is. Remember, yes. they're Jaegers. Yes. Anywho, oh, yeah. so let me just go ahead and tell you what the show is. Tell me about this. Uh, about so this. I'm, I'm actually just reading the plots off of their like little blurbs. Yeah, we got to come with info. Yeah. And uh, so, the plot is in in 1930, a group of vampires leave China and flee to Japan. They're well, okay, I'm gonna stop you right there. Vampires go away from Japan to Germany? No, they leave China. They leave and fly, China or flee to Japan. Okay, so they leave China and go to Japan. I don't know why I thought Germany. I think I heard 1930s and clicked into like World War Two kind of stuff. Well, it might be because I said germ like uh, Jaeger being German. Well, anyways, okay. we got vampires in the yeah. 30s. They are followed by a group of vampire hunters called Jaegers under the cover of being staff of the V Shipping Company. Among them is a young, serious man named Yuli, a werewolf whose home village was destroyed by vampires. In the man. past, a member of the serious royal family was chosen by Oracle to be the agent of God and permitted to possess a mysterious holy relic known as the Ark of Sirius, which, as a gift from God, could exert power over all things. Because of its potential, the serious people came under attack from groups seeking its power. So it sealed it away in a secret location, never to be used again. Yuli and the Jaegers engage in a deadly battle with vampires for the possession of this relic. So what you're telling me is we have wealthy, well-to-do vampires who are mm -hmm. making their way uh, and fleeing from where they were 
uh, originally living and being chased by vampire hunters and also werewolves is this anime Twilight. So it's not lovey-dovey at all. So. Perfect. That's the one thing I wanted yeah, to yeah. hear. I am what that show. I've never seen it. I might pick it up. Um, it's it's more like action based. Like for instance, the genre is listed as action slash thriller. Action thriller. So and, and it's really just like this kid has like a pretty insane backstory actually. So that kind of got me into it. I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm just gonna keep it really really general. What's the what's the watch time? What, how many episodes we got? Uh, Twelve episodes. Oh, cool! That, that's a burner. I can I can rip well, through that one in an afternoon. Yeah, I kind of hope it was just like a first season because it it felt a little bit unfinished. Okay. Which, you know, for a show that came out of the blue was only twelve episodes, and I just burned through it really fast, like you're saying. Okay. Like it being semi unfinished by the end of it didn't really bother me. The uh, the studio was P A Works. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Yeah. Why does that ring a bell? Um, no clue, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to hit, hit it with my phone while I look at it. But, um, you go ahead since I did number five, hit me with your number four. Yeah. So just really fast on finishing on serious. It was, it was, a uh, if you're just looking for a random show to watch mm-hmm. and you're relatively experienced in anime, give it a go. Okay. Like I wouldn't give this to like a, a complete newbie just because I don't know if it's like, it's not really the, the most insane anime plot. It's not the most interesting anime plot, but it I felt entertained the whole way, and that's why I picked it as my number five. Okay. I like that. So, number four for me is Be the Beginning. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. All right. Do you want, do you want to do a synopsis of that one? Well, that's... Tell them where you're where it's ranked for you. That buddy's number two for me, y'all. I love Be the Beginning. It was... And I'll give my reasons why. I won't do a synopsis. I'll let you hit it with the synopsis. You can if you want. Okay. Oh, yeah. Hit me with that. <clears throat> I'm going to take the Ethan's page because it's from the wiki, but <laughs> I'll give you my, uh, my synopsis of it maybe after in a summation. In a world powered by advanced technology, crime and action sweep through the <laughs> – I can't, I can't keep that up <laughs> – through the <laughs> archipelagic nation of Cremona. I love that word, by the way. Cremana? No. Archipelagic? Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. It's a great word. Hey, kids, archipelagic. Look it up. We're not professors. It's just a lot of little little, little islands. This isn't a linguin- linguistics podcast. You go look it up. <laughs> Chief among the major players is Killer B, a serial killer who has thrown the city into chaos. The stories of Koku, the protagonist, Keith, a legendary investigator of the Royal Investigation Services, RIS, and a mysterious criminal organization intertwine on the path to reach their objectives. It's Sherlock Holmes in Japan with, like, sci-fi. The end. It is so good. It is so well written. But why is it your number four? Like, why didn't it, why didn't it breach higher on your list for you? Oh, okay. So, the reason it wasn't higher on my list was just because I feel like it was a really slow starting show. Like, I, I want to say the last three episodes were easily a 10 anime. Like, a 10, 10 out of 10. Okay. But the very beginning was, like kind of a struggle for me to get through do you feel that's a product of like the mystery genre because i mean it's it's definitely more of just kind of like for mystery for me a good one is like mm, drip feeding you and whoa all of it kind of pays off at the end because you're kind of really not sure where all the clues hit and then click um i would agree except it was like it was so like spider webby like i was not understanding a single thing that happened point. until episode six it's pretty convoluted there for a while which you know I watch an insane amount of crime and, you know, mystery type shows, podcasts, movies, whatever, like read a bunch of mystery books. And I was like really, really, really struggling to figure out what's going on. So it's it's a 12 uh, episode series, but, you know, it's definitely uh, worth the watch, especially, you know, as a Netflix original. It's absolutely deserves to be in the top five. Right. It's placed between one in four is obviously that's up, awesome up yeah to of, debate, well, and if you look debate. at the list he has it's a kind of a stack <laughs> i gotta be real yeah so there's a total of 37 i think for real yeah 37 
Uh, and that's Netflix licensed, right? That's the stuff that that's they. That's Netflix. Netflix original. Anime. Original anime. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah, because they have a number of ones. They just put Code Code Geass on there. Liliac of the Rebellion. Right. So, I did want to make that pretty clear. This list that we're talking about is only of Netflix originals. Right. The ones that have the license. Right. To. Potentially, in in the future, we'll do a like you're new to anime or what are the best like five to watch on netflix right that's like regardless of who you know owns the license definitely broad definitely is a little more broad because i mean there's bleach on there there's naruto on there there's one freaking punch soul reaper one punch man season soul one. Eater, yeah. one punch one punch man there's attack on titan that kind of, like all that anyway go ahead and do your number four my number four was castlevania that was my number three folks okay cool so we have we have a similar yes, vibe on this one so, if you've ever been, this is the one I would recommend someone who is fresh off the boat to anime. Like, straight on the island. Like, hi, I'm here. Hi, here's some anime for you. <laughs> Castlevania's in that stack. Like it's, the random guys on the street I was supposed to be saying, hey, do you watch anime? Hey, do you watch anime? <laughs> I got you. Take my Netflix description. Do it. But the reason why I would do it is because, you know, anyone who is willing to put even, put their mind in the realm of anime has probably already experienced with like video games and anyone who's ever played a video game probably at least have heard of Castlevania. So the story and the concepts are not too new. Super quick synopsis. Dracula takes a lover slash wife who is interested in science in an age where religion runs free. And you know, the religious folk decide to kill Dracula's wife. And she's like, you have no idea what you're doing. And Dracula's like, yep, she was right. In one year, I'm going to slay all y'all bitches. And then the <laughs> Belmont family steps in, who is a world renowned vampire hunting family or supernatural hunting family decides that the last heir to the Belmont family, a drunken sod who's kind of just like traveling bars is kind of roped into saving this realm and their uh, their country from uh, Dracula's wrath with the help of some people who are also close to Dracula to keep that secret. So it's an you know it, it's a common premise. It's got the medieval aspect. It's very western, and I think why I liked it so much was it's short, not necessarily a bad thing. You know, it's very well written for the, they knew how much they had to work with. It's animated beautifully, but also with the English English dub in mind primarily. So all of the voice acting in terms of animating of mouth is all synced to the English syllabic kind of mode. So to anyone who doesn't want to watch it in, in Japanese, you can. And it's got decent decent subs, and I watched the first couple episodes in subs. The dub is awesome. It yeah. is really, really, really good. Was it Trevor Belmont? Yeah. He is so funny in dub. He gets me every <laughs> he is such an asshole to I guess I'll ruin it Alucard, who is Dracula's son, but he does he comes in at the end of episode four, so you'll watch it, you'll have a good time with it. It's not big of a spoiler if you've played the game. But they hate each other and the dub voices are great at playing off each other. Um and I like the fact that it's an, it's a video game show without ham fisting the plot or ham fisting the homages, like there's a point where they they go into the Belmont Library and it is, uh, it is full of artifacts and those, those artifacts are all from the game. But they don't ham fist it at you. It's just him holding them up for like five seconds and then he just puts it down like he's searching. Awesome. But anyone who's played the game, it's like oh, I know that cross. I know that cross. It's so cool. Or I know that particular whip or that sword. And it's it's cool that they have paid homage without uh, uh, taking away from what the anime brings. Yeah, pay homage about it. Pay homage about it. Don't (laughs) ham fist me a a game plot where I can go out and buy it and play it. So that's my four. Um, I'll I'll crush my number three real quick. Yeah, do your number three there, Ricky. I think it might be your your number two. Potentially. Okay. Um, Number three is our buddy the grappler, Baki. Yes. Okay, Baki was freaking great. I want to hear your thoughts first, Ethan. Uh, you you have the wiki plot in front of you. I, I want to hear that plot. I want to hear what that the wiki says about okay. This so plot. actually, delving into this helped me figure out what the hell is going on <laughs> a lot <laughs> a lot better. He caught me mid bourbon sip. <laughs> so wh- what I did not know was that there was actually a forty five minute original video animation released in nineteen ninety four, then a twenty four episode anime that aired on TV Tokyo in 2001. So 
my hope slash understanding is that kind of goes through him growing up and becoming the grappler. You are right. And RoboPat did the manga reading because we also installed the manga chip right. in him that the the Netflix series starts about midway through the manga. Right. Yeah. So, so basically the point is he had just won the tournament to become like Japan's number one underground fighter. Literally the fighter of Japan aside from his papa. Right. So, so that's that is another thing. Just if you're gonna watch this, understand his dad is super evil. He sucks. And like the world's strongest man. When you're watching it the first time, you're like, why is his dad a big deal? Because they only like barely show him. Anywho, so do you want to read the plot or should I? You read this plot. All right. Can so, plot. Baki Hanma is mm-hmm. raised by his wealthy mother, Emi Ekezawa who also funds his training in the hopes that he can be a powerful warrior like his father, Papa. Yujiro Hanma, biggest asshole on Earth. Dude, he might actually have the biggest asshole on Earth. <laughs> He's a huge man. Around the start of the series, Baki outgrows traditional training and heads out to follow the path of his ruthless father's training and meets many powerful fighters along the way. Oh my god. Eventually, Baki fights his father and is beaten without a challenge. After being beaten, Baki travels around the world, continuing his training. Years down the road, he finds an underground fighting arena. This is kind of just right before this the series on Netflix shows up. Okay. Where he fights some of the most powerful fighters in various styles of martial arts. It is here he truly begins to hone his martial arts skills. So that was kind of like a summary of the entire kind of idea. What Can I... Can I- Cut it really quick. What a ballsy move for Netflix to just take this. Anyone who's ever like a big manga, manga fan knows that this is like Patrick, the way he was gushing about it, that this is like a very iconic manga. Pat Butt, you're saying? But what? Pat Butt, you're saying? Pat Butt. You know, I just call him Pat because, you know, <laughs> Robo Pat's a little bit of a beep, boop, mouthful. Yeah, yeah. But he he was he was regaling to me in ones and zeros that it's, it's very much <laughs> an iconic manga. And it's ballsy for Netflix. Is like, no, 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 no. Screw the origin story. Let's get it right here, right in the middle in this arc. And I right. think it kind of worked a little bit, right? Yeah, it fucked. It fucked, dude. <laughs> and I think, and that's what I wrote down is that not only is it such a unique art style, there was no brain power needed to watch the show. Right. I thought that was great. It was great, yeah. And also, basically, the setup of this series is, I think it's five of the world's, you know, most wanted prisoners break out of prison for no reason other no than they reason. get a they get a feeling in their gut in the, in their grundle that like right. i need to go beat this kid up in japan it's like, like they somehow find out that he, he has been declared the strongest you know fighter or whatever and they're like anything. we want to taste defeat we want to taste defeat so they're like screw it we know he's the son of the strongest creature alive let's just go beat his ass and see if he can do it that's all you need to know. That's the and whole all, thing. They're all insanely dope. All the fighting in the entire show is the dopest. It's so good because that's what – and all the character development and all you get from the characters are from their fighting styles and how much of themselves physically, mentally, and even sometimes spiritually they've committed to their way of fighting. That's right. it. That's the whole thing. And when they're defeated, you feel it because everyone has put everything into their way of fighting. And when another way of fighting has come in and usurped it physically, it kind of leaves the character yearning like, what the hell do I do? What do I do here? So you don't need any brain. You just need a little brawn. You need a little bit. It's got the kind of body horror that you want in like JoJo a little bit. So it's got some – it's got a little bit of gore, a little bit of violence, but – it's. Would you say it's tasteful? Um. No. No. Not even a <laughs> little really bit. Wouldn't. It's absolutely not tasteful. It is grotesque, but it is also super interesting to watch. It's right, a. But it's baller AF. It's a flesh and bone car wreck, and you and it, it's great. It's it's a good time. You'll you'll have a good time with it. So again, not one for the the anime noob, but if you're feeling bold and brash, no superpowers. So but, when you yeah. say not one for the anime noob, I I kind of think. It would work just because it's like it's sort of Dragon Ball Z, and in that it's just like two massive dudes a, beating the shit out. You of You got each a other. point. I will say you got a point because it's very grounded. It's it's martial arts. It's something that people can definitely relate to. People who know kempo or karate or Damn, like jujitsu. Like it's not something that's based in an otherworldly concept, um, but it does tote the line. 
So it's pretty cool. But okay, maybe not the anime noob, the noob to violence, because you will be seeing a good bit of it. So, all right. Cool. So we've actually talked about my two through five already. Really? So what's, yes. your, what's your number two? My number two is Baki. Okay, yeah, 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 That you said that. And again, mine was Be the Beginning. And I wanted to say the reason why it got so high on this list, because to me, it seemed like someone walked in to a production I, uh, IG studio with two separate scripts. One was a pretty dope sci-fi show, and one was a really quality murder mystery show, and then like bumped into somebody who hit the window when it was like oh, gust outside. <laughs> oh, so sorry. And then it just all flew on the floor. And then they had to pick it up at random because none of the pages were numbered. And what was in their hand after that was be the beginning. And it felt that way. Right. It just, to me, the problem was all the stories seemed to have landed in the back of the stack of paper. I, that maybe, <laughs> that's actually, yeah. So you're saying all of the plot yeah. landed in the back and all the exposition landed in the front. This is this is some uh, celestial like, probability level shit right here. I dead ass for the first eight episodes was like, what is happening? Like they know. have not explained a single thing. Did you feel that the last four clicked the rest of the eight? The information you it were was, fed, like I said, the last four made it a very very good show. Okay, but my problem was if I didn't, basically Ricky had suggested it to me to watch this, and if I wasn't very committed to. To following through, I would have quit 100% Fair within enough. the first three. That just shows that you, you care about my opinion. I, I respect that. My boy. Like, for me, this does not follow the religion of three. No, for real? Even though it's a very, very good show, it doesn't actually fall within our religion. It's insane. It's somehow an outlier that, yeah. like, if you manage to watch it all the way through, you are satisfied. But without yes. it, it just doesn't It just doesn't do. Agreed. Fair enough. Okay. Like, Flick was a really cool character. The, I the love detective. Keith Flick. He's so cool. But they don't tell you anything about him until it's six steps in. And you're like, okay, now I'm starting to get why he's cool. <laughs> nah, I get it. Yeah. But, yeah, so I think that's what it was, man. It was two inexplicable genres and scripts that somehow came together to make a pretty holistic. And one of my favorite fight scenes on an on a Netflix show, that, like, bullet time uh, comp, sword combatant thing that they had going on in, like, the bridge or whatever it was was so cool and it like all the raindrops were like not cgi oh, yeah, yeah. they were like hand drawn and they were just putzing through it so I was, i'm a sucker for action so <laughs> it so, was cool for sure we had we had our number one and i think we but both first, know wait first i want to do some honorable mentions i'm just leading the audience on ethan <laughs> but yeah okay hit me with some honorable mentions on, you're on the edge right the on, edges of your seat lightning round honorable mention nope like one sentence plot one sentence why go okay a gene demi-human okay plot potentially this this would have made it sort of this was close to my fifth okay so the only reason it's not is because cgi and i watched it a long time ago that's fair. Okay. Um, honestly, I'm not even super confident on what the plot was anymore. Yeah. It's been, it was like a really long time ago, and I watched it right when it came out. But the way I kind of was – in the back of my head, what I remember was there was <laughs> – this is going to be so terrible. <laughs> All right, guys, here's exactly what it was. <laughs> There's this kid who's <laughs> – I don't actually remember at all. Does he get – does he control he's a gene? I think he does. It's like his, uh, it's like a... Or he can turn into one. <laughs> it's like a poor man stand, kind of. I don't... That's what it felt like. Yeah. You know bit. what? It's an honorable mention. I remember I enjoyed it at the time, but <laughs> don't ask me about it. The CGI is hogwash. If you're not, if you're a big fan of animation, don't watch it. It'll burn your eyes yeah, out. Yeah, it's real, real ass. So Kakaguri, I actually really liked this show. You watched Kakaguri? Yeah. How was it? It was a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah, I think it was very political, right? Very kind of political, rise to the ranks right. kind it of was, thing. It was sick. So it's like basically this this high school where all social standing is based on how good you are at gambling. Such an anime concept. It is. <laughs> Such but an it was anime really cool. concept. I mean, this like new girl comes into town and she's like unbelievably rich and unbelievably good at gambling. I wonder and why those flip- two things are together. Yeah, like- <laughs> she flips it, you know, flips the whole world, flipped upside down. Whoa! And uh, my last one was Sword Guy the uh, animation. Sword Guy seems like the 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 Squirtle to Dororo's War Turtle. 
Like, it was like the lesser evolution. For sure. Yeah, it basically had all the pieces, but it just, it couldn't do, it didn't have a neat enough package. Let's see, if I got, if yeah, I had... I would some... say, I would say it was like not as refined as Sirius, which didn't make it onto my, why it didn't make it to my fifth, but it was extremely enjoyable. Gotcha. Okay, I understand. Um, my two honorable mentions, one, Hero Mask. It's basically another murder mystery show. If you can't tell, I'm a sucker for murder mysteries. The reason why I didn't like it as much as the main protagonist is not clearly as interesting as Keith Flick. I think it's like Jason Blood or James Blood, and he was like sick name at least. <laughs> sick name, but he's supposed to, he's just so one dimensional. The whole thing it had some good moments, but it, it just felt undercooked. The whole thing, and they cut it like an action film. So like, literally, you have like quarters of a seconds. There, there's a fight in a parking like in, like not a parking lot like a highway, and they just like. They cut the camera every like quarter of a second. I'm like, you're animating it. You don't have to cut for shit. Yeah. Don't cut anything. Just show the whole thing. Um, and the other one that I I really did like uh, a little bit was the uh, Magi Adventures of Sinbad, which is like the prequel to Magi, which is also a great shonen. Magi I dropped shonen. it. I understand. I, I get why. It's <laughs> it's 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 cookie cutter. It's clickbait essentially. After Magi kind of like hit some points for me like did you finish magi that dropped both of them that's fair enough i mean it is it's it's basically super slow burns in the beginning i couldn't do it it's fairy tale but with like like a thousand arabian nights yeah that's, except i think fairy tale was better in the beginning than these shows were i admit yeah i dropped fairy tale after a while but it's okay so those are our honorable mentions but now it's time for our number one and i think we know exactly what that's gonna be for the capo to pooty capo capo to pooty capo the head of heads head of heads seven, seven deadly, deadly sins. sins everyone knows it's that it's it, do you think it's because we're shown in trash is that what it is is it we're shown I mean, in schmucks shown in schmuck trash bags i know but but there was a lot here right i mean there's a lot to this series that actually it's one of the most watched it's it's number one and across the, all the the stuff i tried to look right. at why do you and think that's that is no taiza that's that's no taiza why do you think so taizai maybe taizai I don't know. I don't read God. Hey, we're not logistic professors. We can't read. But <laughs> yeah, it's we're not right. linguistic. We're linguistics. <laughs> so, so yeah. Why do you, why, why do I think it was so good? Yeah. What's in your number? What's in your what, what makes it your top? So one? what was sick was it was like a really fun environment. Like it's bright, colorful. Yeah. Yes, that's one of the first things I wrote down. Is that it's bright yet the violence is the dark stuff still there. Right, and the action is a mad satisfying. It's insane. I think there's quite a few characters. That I could do without, namely Diane, Elaine. Uh, <laughs> you just you want to get this harem just gone, not harem, well, but just suck. the chicks. Like I like Diane. I like Elizabeth the Diane is King fine. thing. Yeah, Liz. No, sorry, Elizabeth. Specifically. Yeah, yes. Be very so careful. We gotta be very careful with that. But um, no, no, no I um, I got I, the plot here for you if you want me to just give it a go. Hang it out there, and then we can hit go back. To yeah, hang point. it out the dry. Let's so let's just, the plot. just quickly. So the Seven Deadly Sins were once an active group of knights in the region of Britannia who disbanded after they supposedly plotted to overthrow the Leonis kingdom. Their supposed defeat came at the hands of the Holy Knights, but rumors continued to persist that they were still alive. Ten years later, the Holy Knights um, staged a coup d'etat and captured the king, becoming the new tyrannical rulers of the kingdom. The third princess, Elizabeth Leonis, then starts out on a journey to find the seven deadly sins and enlist their help in taking back the kingdom from the Holy Knights. And we have a large order of big-tittied, scantily clad women on the side. Pat, RoboPat won't watch this show for all the fan service. He won't do it. No. It, it's it, pretty heavy on the His problem is the lolly. What? What? what, what oh, yeah. Okay. One character kisses a thousand-year-old fairy queen who looks like a five-year-old. Yeah. You get. I, I wouldn't say five, but seven. Okay, maybe. Seven. So anyhow, so, uh, the one thing I wanted to I mention. I just wanted to get past the lowly. Really I know. Fast. No, we have to. But it's it's the it's the very tiny thousand-year-old cute elephant in the room. So we had to get sure, past sure, that sure. bit. But the one thing I did, I, I, as I was thinking about why this show made my number one, because I didn't want to just say it and be like, oh, it's a cool show in action, because it really is. But 
it feels like seven characters who are halfway or midway through their own shonen or action journey found their way to each other and they're continuing it together because all the seven deadly sins all seven members of that group all have this amazingly complex backstory they all have betrayal and and like and and yeah, the character development's unreal. It's, it's it's crazy, and I think that's a big part of why I like it so much. Is just now they're doing it together. They have that separate time apart, but now they are continuing their journey together while amassing different characters therein. But it isn't just one person like a like a Yami from Black Clover who is like dope as hell, dope as hell because he already had his journey. We have a team of seven who are continuing their journey. And all have their own reasons for doing what they're doing, despite being a team. So I, I like that the the character development, some of the best in any shonen I've ever I, seen. I think you know something that was really cool though is like like the plot that I just read kind of sh- shows they were active and like mythologically awesome group of holy knights originally literal legends. Then they vanished for ten years. And now we're catching back up with them 10 years later when they show back up. To the point. Right. Exactly. So they're like, what the hell? Ha-? Now you basically gives the writer so much wiggle room to do whatever they want to do in those 10 years. And even prior to those 10, you don't know. You right. ju- you're jumping in after a time skip, after a time skip. Right. You're it's there. Sick. So uh, I, I love it. It's kind of surprising it works so well because of like what we're saying doesn't seem like it would, it would work well. But it ended up working really well. And then, you know, it's anytime there's like – for instance, seven deadly sins and like their their specific, you know, characters. Right. Like, come on, that's just cool as hell. That or is... like, uh, for instance, in fairy tale, there's the ten great wizard saints. Yeah, that's I would a... love to watch a show honestly only about them. Yes, and I think that it's funny I mentioned Legend of Sinbad because I think they tried to do that with Sinbad and it didn't quite hit. It right. was pretty fun to watch, but you're right. I would totally watch. A prequel, it felt very Game of Thrones. Like, after Game of Thrones, I would watch a prequel of a certain number of character stories. Same thing with Seven Deadly Sins. I would watch... You could just pick a character in, in the group, and I'd be like, yeah. Except for Diane. We kind of know Diane's. She sucks. Okay, why do you think she... Okay, you know what? She whines, man. She she is a little bit of a bitchly. I understand that. She's kind of a bitch extraordinary, <laughs> but... I, I, I like her and King's kind of weird dynamic. Um fairy fairy king and also general how many giant. About reeking times can you lose your dang memory? That's Gother's fault! <laughs> I'm just His saying. motherfucking okay, sorry, sorry, fault. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That is mm, I know. I, I don't like Gother as a character. He's kind of a he, he's a And he's guess a, what? I like him infinitely more than I like Diane. Well one day we'll deep dive into seven at least sense and talk about it. But the Sounds one thing good. quick one thing I want to ask you. How do you feel about the power escalation in this show? It is a shonen after all. It has power escalation four days. How do you feel about it? Do you feel it's tapered? To me, it feels like it runs off the handle a little bit. I I have no problem with it, actually. And you know here's why. Because though, like, for instance, just to make a correlation, it's sort of like Naruto where... Mm-hmm. You know, oh, we're we're the same as Jonin, even though we're like little babies. But then all of a sudden, they're gods, and everyone else is still down at the lower level. Right, right. But the problem is, we already knew from the very beginning of the story that they're legendary knights, so it doesn't feel That's as drastic. A good, That's a good point. At least yeah. to me, it didn't no, no, feel that... as jarring that all of a sudden, you know, Meliodas and all these people are badasses. It's like, yes, they told us this when we started. I think that's why I felt it only ran off the handle a little bit because it they always had story implication for why they had that. Like, Bond has his amazing, like, stealing powers for a reason and his immortality for a reason. And, like, Meliodas has his ungodly power almost literally you know, for a reason. None of these, none of these, none of these powers out of nowhere are are unfounded. They at least have a reason where you can be like, okay, I I get it. It's not just like, oh, you know how to combine this and this now, or you know how to do this technique now, with no recourse for why. Right. Um. But yeah, so you have a good point there that it's always they were already legendary knights to begin with, and that was. And plus, just to follow suit with the whole ten great wizard saints and the seven deadly sin. The Ten Commandments. What a sick group! What of an awesome guy! And what a good power type! Like right. they are bound. They're so OP, but they're also bound by their rules. Right. There's a Galand who is basically the commandment of truth. Says if you tell me a lie, 
I'm going to turn you to stone and you die. I think it's something about courage. Like he's not allowed to run away. Well, he well he did that basically when he makes a promise, he can't lie about his promise. Ah, that's, that's right. That's what it was. But also he can't lie to you. So it's a it's a mutual thing. So I love that power set where you're both bound by it, but they've been bound for so long they just know how to work with it. So yes, their commandments are so cool. So if you can't tell, we, right. we love this show. <laughs> but but I guess I agree a little bit that it went off the handle because only Meliodas is able to deal with them at a certain point, it seems like. He smacks, dude. It, that's But that's the thing. I that, mean, he, de- he definitely smashes. Like, yeah. Let's be real. But <laughs> But you're right. At some point... He was their Goku. He had to be the one to exactly. escalate past. And, and because, I think when you only have one Goku, it starts getting a little whack. Right. And that's why Dragon Ball works very well. They got a Vegeta kind of close behind at all times. So Yeah, but they'll never let the man get the spotlight. Never, ever, ever. That's his whole character. He's always one step behind. They even rewound time just so he didn't kill Frieza. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so the Goku can do it like he meant it. <laughs> so, Seven Deadly Sins, final thoughts? Uh, ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Love it. If, you, if you're a fan of action... Um, don't you know, mind a little bit of fan service, a little lowly action. You got a dash of harem in there too from Meliodas. You got some harem aspects, but um, if you like a big old pig with a hotel on top, we got you. Seven deadly sins. I mean, I, I think season one was a very, very good season, and then season two just raised just it, just raised it up to stay. So, so definitely worth the watch. You know, we'd we'd pitch that to you. And as that segue, yeah. we go into our next spot. Pitch it's or, time for pitch or ditch. Pitch or ditch. So, as we told you last, this the this, relapse, the relapse is what we're gonna call it. So, you know, episode um, three, an episode between three and five, um, we pitched each other a show. I pitched him Dimension W. He pitched me Great Teacher Onizuka and um, GT. Oh yeah. We and we have come back and watched. He watched the whole thing. I watched up to episode twenty. Um. I think that was enough for giving me to something real. Do would you like to start? You want me to start? Sure. So just quickly, my the show he pitched me was only twelve episodes, and when I pitched him was forty three. So I definitely don't blame. Him. Right, right, right. So, but I, but it's still there, there is something to be said about twenty out of the forty three. So I do want to want to give you credit for that, but we'll get into it. So sure. I mean, I'll start. So hit it. Uh, it follows the religion of three. Okay. So, so that's the first check bar. Awesome. Check box. Awesome. Uh, first episode was potentially one of the worst episodes of any show I've ever watched. Wow. Just like it was the most uninteresting, nothing happening episode in history. It is fair. They're really just showing you uh, Kayoma or whatever his name is. I haven't seen it since I was like. I don't remember his name either. Holy shit. Kayoma? I don't think it's Kayoma. That can't be right. It might be. You know what? To the phones. No, anyway. To the phones. He dropped his phone behind the couch. No, so is that what gonna... that was? Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> no. No. Anywho. Uh... Gravity, you bitch. <laughs> Turns out physics don't lie, boy. It doesn't like me either. Anywho. So first episode, god awful. Honestly, terrible. Fair but enough. second episode was like really ratcheted up the drama and actually gave me a story to care about. So I was actually very uh, pleasantly surprised by episode two, and then it continued all the way through. Basically, this, you know, and I think Ricky did a fairly good job of pitching it to me. Okay. He said it was basically a, um, it was like a mechanic, uh, repo worker. Essentially, that's what he right. is. Yeah. Who, He's like more freelance who, than anything. Yeah. Else. Doesn't like these these new power sources called Tesla coils. And they're basically these coils that draw on a power from a dimension called Dimension W. So you're, you know, what you told me the story was about was very close. And, and like, it was actually a genuinely good story from 2 to 12. Okay. You know, and, and there's lots of, like, cool backstory, character development. There's some cool action. And, you know, he's part of a elite group. I think they might have even been called the Jaegers. No, the Grindles. No, the, they were the the something of Grindel, the beasts of Grindel. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. They were disrespectful, if nothing else. Yeah, so they were dope. And uh, so, I mean, the show, I'll give it hmm, 95 unicorns out of 100 unicorns. Whoa, that's a lot of unicorns. All right, let's change that. 85 unicorns out of 100 unicorns. That is more akin to what I would give it. Because 95 is yeah, a little that, that insane. Yeah, that was too high. So, so here's the thing. Like, 
I actually gave the the show a first uh, another like half, first half of the season another rewatch. Yeah, I a hundred percent. It's Kayomo or I think that's his name is and Mira the android. Yeah. Um, more specific- honestly, was she even interesting? Not that's the thing. I didn't even feel like he was interesting. I don't. I think only Kayomo had was interesting because of his backstory. Yeah, and I, I like that he kept no, calling her a trash can or something. Yeah, yeah, he called her a trash can. And, like, yeah. the thing is, he was only interesting because what he had already done, he had very little character development, I'm realizing. It, it didn't feel like, because him and Mira didn't have too many meaningful interactions. Like, I think what and carried the, the, the weird thing is, at the end, like, he's kind of like a, he begrudges these Tesla coils because of like what happened with him in the past. Exactly. I don't think like he ever like is like, yeah, you know what? They're actually not that bad. Like there's no growth. <laughs> there's no growth. He never changes his mind. I think that actually might be But the shit was enjoyable. It was enjoyable. It was a good sci-fi story. It had some interesting ideas. The visualization of Dimension W was horseshit because it was just on the same plane as X, I guess. Just a different yeah. direction. Oh. Whoa. But <laughs> whoa. But it, but I think it was a I think it was a good accurate look on how if the world found a clean, unlimited energy source, how would we react? And it somehow Bu- killed your girlfriend? Yeah, bu- bureaucra- <laughs> bureaucratically was how how we'd be reacting. We someone would license it and take it, and now it's theirs now. So, and it'd probably be Tesla. So, yeah, for yeah. sure. So yeah, eighty five out of a hundred unicorns. I'd say so. Okay, I appreciate. Like, it. like it was pretty solid. All right, and also since it was only twelve episodes, it was easy. Just like chug. That's what. It, that's what. I, why I gave that one to you because I knew like even if it, to me it was solid, not phenomenal, but it's only twelve. It's, yeah, it's a four hour endeavor at absolute most. You're gonna you're gonna be okay. Um. Okay, good. I'm, that's actually higher than I thought you'd give it. I frankly thought you were gonna give it something around seventy. Dang. I, but I'm but I'm glad you liked that. It's just, it's a good story. I got I wanted someone to appreciate. I mean, it. there's definitely issues with it. Of course there is. I mean, I, the character like, development. The whole numbers, great. Teslas. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. dead ass came out of nowhere and didn't matter at all. At I feel the like end. they had way too many villains. They just like there was villain, an insane there was a, amount of villains. There was a villain of the week kind of scenario going on. But to all the listeners out there, if you want, if you're into sci-fi, you want some kind of cool moments, um, a little more fu- dystopian, futuristic kind of. Four hours. You'll have a good time with it. You're not going to hate me for watching it, I promise. Unless you do, then I don't care. Um, so just give them a range of 70 to 85 unicorns. 70 to 85 unicorns. <laughs> Somewhere in there, I think you'll agree. And if you think it's any less, then the ones that you rate it will come stab you in the gut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So, great teacher Onizuka. Yes. I really, really liked it. Like, I had it like, okay, because I'm not, I was skeptical at first. Because I'm not a big slice of life guy. It's just a neither mer- am I. This is why I like. It's it. just a merit of the of the. I'm a product of modern day fragile masculinity. I guess I don't know. I don't. I don't. If I'm gonna watch I mean, more of it, if I'm gonna watch a drama, I'm gonna watch like a Breaking Bad. I'm gonna go watch like an actual AMC kind of drama, something like that. But the first episode that I watched, I recognized the voice immediately to be Steve Bloom, the guy who was Spike in Cowboy Bebop. And then I realized he's also Orochimaru in Naruto. Yeah. And he is he's that one dude I have it written down, Mugen from uh Samurai Champo. Champloo. Champloo. And uh he has so many other English anime voices and his voice is so distinctive, I'm like, all right, I'm already locked in. Uh yeah. Ikishi Onizuka is his yeah. full name, yeah. I was locked in, dude. So a quick synopsis for you. Ikishi Onizuka was in his past, one of the most feared biker gang members in Japan, like straight up. Yeah. He was – there wasn't a gang out there even to the day of the first episode that didn't know his name. What do they call him? Like the White Ghost or whatever? Like the – The legendary Onibaka. Onibaka. There it is. See, there's something about him being like a ghost or something. So he, um, he then decides one day he's going to become a teacher. Why? To go ahead and get it on and get hit on and hit on <laughs> high school girls. Heck that's yeah. his whole that's his whole <laughs> shtick. And you know what? Like, I think that from that get-go is why I liked it so much. It's from his backstory, it's a hundred percent believable why right. he he's twenty-one. He twenty one twenty two something 22. like twenty two. He's gonna go in with like these seniors and juniors, and he's just gonna try to go slay. You know, he's just slaying chicks and making bricks. But he's the teacher, so he's not doing the latter. But he's gonna try to do the former. And he goes in, 
but then he starts to realize that he can use kind of this. He's in. He's put into a lot of remedial classrooms. Well, wait a minute. Did you not like why he decided to become a teacher in the first place? Because he heard this random teacher like was getting it on with kids, and he's like, "I want to do that." So, oh, is that what it was? Yeah. He literally saw. Was it on the news or something? Or was it, was it something like, like that? He, he saw. He's like, he's, I wish I could do that. And he's like, you know what? I'll be a teacher. So he saw a teacher <laughs> getting in trouble for getting with students. Yeah. And instead of thinking, "Oh, what a vile human being," it's like, "This is my." Boy. He's like, "Wait, you this can is do my that? Dude. I can do that." Oh yeah, he did do that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so he's at the school, right? And then basically the whole first episode is like an hour long. Yeah. But I, I think it's one of the best. Was it actually an hour? 48 minutes. Remember I said it was like some kind of time warp? 48 minutes. Okay. 48 minutes. It was actually a double episode. But that's the thing, right? It was a very well-constructed first episode. One of the first, like, best first episodes I've ever seen because it was so well-constructed. Right. Like it showed you everything that of what he is, what he is aiming to become, what he is kind of turning into as a character – and where he's going to be. And it's awesome because at the end of the episode, he helps this little girl kind of get her family back together in his own way, which in some capacity is knocking a wall down in her room. <laughs> Not going to spoil why, but he does it. He comes in shirtless like a bat out of hell, Christian Bale, Batman looking motherfucker with blonde hair. And it's like, hey, I'm here for your daughter. Yeah. Looks sketch. Then goes up to her room and knocks the fucking wall down. And I'm like, this is my boy right here tell me it wasn't such a sick first episode man it was great it was like an entire season in one episode it was was very very good it was just the whole like i said time warp somehow they managed to do an entire like storyline in one long episode so a couple reasons why i like the first half of the show and and i will definitely one i don't care if you're not a fan of slice of life the way that this is written is so good that it won't matter. Like for those that this is the slice of life for someone who doesn't watch slice of life. So I don't know, assassination classroom at some point, I'd like to compare this to assassination. classroom. That'd be a great discussion, but it shows the kind of the whole show's kind of motif. And the theme is what it means to be as a teacher in the mentor student relationship. And it shows the kind of long lasting effects, even the little things teachers can do are not so little. And I'm thinking of Rumi, uh, Rumi Kanzagi, Rumi Kanzagi, who is this character. She was this 200 plus IQ girl. She is so basically against teachers. The whole student body is against teachers in the beginning half of the show, but Onizuka just converts them one by one to his side because he's that good. He's just that good at playing the game. And uh, Kanzaki basically is so manipulative because a teacher at some point told her to shut up in class because she was so brilliant that she would defy the teacher's authority of knowledge and it basically she was so smart she can tear down the mentor student relationship that's powerful that's huge in right, japan so like, too so her whole thing was she would basically like correct teachers yeah 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 like not on not to be a dick or anything but she was just so smart she was like genuinely thought there was like more of a I like loved, a group thing. i love that she yeah she was so young and innocent but she was so brilliant that she just wanted the progression of knowledge to occur but to an adult that was an affront to their authority of knowledge. Right. So, like, in Japan, the teacher is, like, law, right? Yep. So, when she basically questioned her in the middle of class, the teacher freaked out and, like, basically slaps her down and tells her to shut up. And then, from that point on, teachers are evil. Yeah. And so, basically, it took Onizuka to basically near- nearly kill them both in a particular way to convince her that there are still lessons that she could learn, that right. she could be taught. You know, the that the, the mentor-student relationship didn't have to end with the classroom. It can be a different way of handling things. Her playing him, though, was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my whole life. The whole so, show is so, freaking hilarious. so funny. It also shows that the, the kind of fantastic, like, it's fantastic at showing the consequences for being in a mentor role if you don't do it right. From the one, the very sexually charged bullying, some girl will strip this poor boy down and just beat the hell out of him. So he decides to do it back to the girls. Yeah. And I was thinking that whole last five minutes of that episode, 
he's in for jail for this. Yeah. The literal next 30 seconds is the mom storming into the school. Like, we called the police. You literally sexually harassed my daughter. Yeah. There is no, in this show, nothing just kind of ends with a laugh and then, ha, 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 next episode. There's no, consequences. There are every consequences. Time. And I love that. It's a one, It's a throughput of logic that, like, yeah. If you were going to sh- take pictures of some girl's panties as a sexual kind of revenge for this poor boy, yeah, there is going to be some consequences for doing that. Right. He does weasel out of it, but the way he does is very believable. So in the end, I still have a whole other part of the series to watch, but I would give it 91 acorns out of 100. Wow. That yeah. is really good. Yeah. I'll feed a whole squirrel for the winter. With that kind of with that kind of metric, it's an A minus. Actually, I think it builds a little bit, even so. You think so? I, I'm interested to see when you finish your tw- your next twenty. Okay. Twenty three ish. Yeah, yeah. You know, kind of if there's an update on the whole GTO score, acorns out of a hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I think the coolest thing for me was the way that he was just fully committing to his students, no matter what it meant to him. And he would do it in an individual level. It right. wasn't just like every oh, the classroom. Kid, every he cared student so got... much about him that yep. he would. He would literally die for any one of them. My favorite, my favorite comedy bit was the bimbo chick who was told by her friends to go put girl panties into Onizuka's locker yeah. to make him look like a pedophile. But she's so dumb that she put boy pant, boy like boxers <laughs> into the locker, and then he just like played the played the scenario and was just like, "Oh, guess I probably should do laundry." Yeah. And everyone just thought he was just like a gross dude. Yeah, it's like, oh, like, I had no oh, more. Come on, do your laundry, man. Laundry. All right, can we see yours, man? And it's the other pedophile teacher, and he just like got so scared he hugged the locker until it crinkled and he couldn't <laughs> open it anymore because he looked inside and realized that it was the wrong locker because wouldn't he actually the pedophile he was actually the oh, he was creepy for he sure he was creepy dude he was not cool so. the funniest part was the swimming match oh yeah where onizuka bet on himself <laughs> he bets on himself against an olympic swimmer from japan and kicks his and ass crushes the guy and the guy goes and drinks like 12 eggs to try to like bulk up in the yeah. moment and then he still loses <laughs> it was so sick <laughs> oh man so both shows pitch or ditch dimension w i'll pitch that to somebody else you pitch that i think it definitely requires you to have watched other shows like i would not say that's a first entry level yeah i'd say that's a that's a, a mid running you know mid model year uh, Toyota Camry. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. The everyman's car. It's the everyman's car. I, I, I would 100% pitch Great Teacher Onisuka with a caveat because I wouldn't even call what they have to give fan service. You know? It's very story driven. It's not there for no reason. But to someone who isn't very, at least been exposed to some form of anime, they would definitely see it as like what most. Uh, uninitiated folk be like oh anime is just you know it's it's weird sexual drawings and sexual shows but um i think i give a caveat that you know just kind of keep it in the context of the story and that kind of thing because i I definitely watched that sexual revenge kind of scene and i'm like i don't know if i can pitch this to everybody you know yeah I, i think uh it's definitely a little on the perverted sexually charged side but what I think they did well was they didn't really, you know, the reason that he starts becoming a teacher is because he wants to get with high school girls. Yeah. But very, very quickly, he, he doesn't. He basically turns that off. Right. In his mind. Like, like I, like, I like the way you said that because it definitely frames, there are moments of kind of sexually charged moments later, but it's never with that in mind. Even like that Bembo check is very <clears throat> well endowed. But. He never right. at that point already in the show he is already not thinking that way. He's gone. That's that's out of his head. He wants to help her in the most that he can. So and then he starts turning it towards like other teachers, right? So then it's like he's kind of getting more, uh, he, more acceptable. A little bit of high horse. He's like now I'm in a position mentally where like you know what? Hey, stop this, stop this nonsense. You shouldn't be thinking this way about these students. So. Uh, I meant that he started liking other teachers and like older ladies as he kind of became in the fatherly role oh she fine though the, there's fine. a lot of girls that he is he's, interested he's in. interested in okay yeah i'm about that um but, but yeah, yeah I, I totally agree it's definitely not an entry level it's probably mid 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 to even low i think if someone's got a kind of an open mind about the concept they can they can enjoy it i right. think there's a lot there to enjoy so you know we got this is a double pitch one 
Plus, I think it, it's a little hard for Americans to be okay with the whole high school girl thing. Yes. But I think in Japan is not as as taboo. I don't think so either. Because a lot of the teachers are in the in their like early twenties, and these girls yeah, are like eighteen. Yeah, he was a student teacher. He started as a student teacher, right? Exactly. Right. So a lot of this stuff is very legal by an international standard. So. Right. Okay. But yeah. yeah, double pitch, insane. Double pitch. Okay, so we'll definitely do this one again. Uh, I like this segment of pitcher ditch. We might come back with it in a couple episodes and see if we can come with something that maybe maybe we can get each other to watch a ditch. Maybe I something. Mean, maybe get you to watch a ditch. <laughs> the problem with those is like, have I ditched it previous? No, no, no. I better be something that you would ditch, and I would maybe because I want it to be something you probably haven't heard about, and then I pitch it to you, and then you ditch it, and I'm like, right. It sucked. Here's why. So that would be a way to just get totally shit out of show. Okay, that's fine. I'm down. But yeah, I think that'll that'll about do it for this episode. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Oh, so you had a good time. Every yeah, time it, was, good it was pretty good. Yeah, like, like, comment, subscribe if you find your way to a place that has liking, commenting, and subscribing. If not, five stars helps. Yeah, Those five stars, star, please. We have small buckets in, in Ethan's apartment where we collect our stars, and that's how he pays rent, actually. Right. So. <laughs> uh, it's pretty insane that they actually accept stars, but you They know, do, but they those do. things are gold to everyone, I promise. So Yeah, but, you know, hey, we really are enjoying this. Yeah, make sure you all do your homework. We gave you a lot of suggestions today. And you do your homework, and you come back, and we'll give you a quiz on it, and... This is a podcast, so He's it's a one-way format. pointing directly at the computer. This is a one-way format, so <laughs> I'll tell you questions, and we'll see if you get them at home. And maybe at some point we'll do a quiz. I don't know. It is a Weebology class, after yeah, all. After all. Well, I'm Ricky. And I'm Ethan. And this has been Weebology. Pieces. Deuces. Deuces, I said. Deuces, I said.